All right, welcome to the first episode of Teachers Talking Teaching. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Marco. Along with Kristen, we're going to bring you the very first edition of our podcast. Now, before, we have a little intro that we shared with you. And just to kind of remind you, this podcast was created for teachers by teachers. And it's also going to be used for people that aren't teachers. I hope that made sense. So it's so going to be for everyone. So for everyone. Thank you, Kristen. So for everybody. The idea is is that it'll give give you perspective on your craft as a teacher and it'll give you perspective on what we do for you non-educators. So today we're going to talk about why we became teachers, the experiences that led us into the field. And Alongside with me, like I said, is Kristen. Together we have, what, 20 years of experience? A little over 20. A little over if 20 my years? my math is correct. Right. The majority of it being you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like less than <laughs> half I'm of that. I'm older than you. Yeah. It's okay. So uh, to give you a little bit about my background, uh, I'm a technology applications teacher. We come from Central Texas. We are in Central Texas, and I also serve as our campus digital literacy lead, which is kind of like an instructional technology specialist role, and also I coach. Now, when I say that I coach, I'm not one of those like really lame like instructional coaches. Like I'm an athletic coach, a sports coach. Nothing wrong with instructional coaching, but that's what I do at the middle school level. And Kristen, where, what level? Remind me again. Uh, well, I'm actually an instructional coach, Marco. Oh. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. And I work you with... You used to teach English, right? I did. You taught I English did. for not a long time. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. December. It was a switch, right? Yeah. It was a switch. Okay. Mid, mid-year switch. I'm, mid-year I'm only, switch. It's been an interesting year uh, for me, too. Um, for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm an instructional coach for English teachers at a high school. Um, and before January, I, I was teaching English at the high school level. I spent quite a bit of time, actually more time of my teaching was spent at middle school than at high school in total, um, so far. And all my years of teaching, I've been in middle school, so I don't have elementary or or high school experience, but that's pretty cool that you do. You have middle school. It is one of the cool things about me. Right. There's many cool things about you. You're a yogi. Yes. Yeah, you like yoga. I do yoga. I teach yoga. I just like to drink, which is (laughs) completely... It's important to stay hydrated. Yeah. I drink water and Gatorade. It's hot in Central Texas. Yep. It's super hot. (laughs) Now it's starting to become super hot. Yes, it is. But, um, so there's a little bit about us. So... Again, the podcast is for teachers. It was created by us. And we just, again, we just want to share some perspectives. We wanted to talk about it and, you know, help you as a teacher kind of figure out this whole teaching thing. And then those that aren't teachers, you know, kind of give us a little bit of grace and patience. (laughs) And please, and gift cards and M&Ms and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, Marco, you're a superhero, right? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we want to hear your origin story. Oh, the okay. origin. Yes. We the origin of Marco, the, origin the teacher. Of Marco, the teacher with the big T right. on, on your whatever. Um, so starting out, like, did you have good uh, good teacher role models and yeah. teaching Yeah, for sure. Experience? For sure. Yeah. Uh, one of them was my mom. 
Um, but I had a lot of great teachers. My mom worked at a middle school in the area. And um, me being the young kid, I was always dragged around, especially in those professional development days because she was a paraprofessional. So instead of going and doing PD, she would just go and help make the first day packets or help the attendance clerk or kind of help open and close the school. So during the summer, I would go and help her. And when I say help her, I would just stay on the couch and watch cartoons while she did her work. But I would get to meet all the teachers. But other than that, yeah, I would say like I had really strong teachers in elementary. I had really strong teachers that that middle school that she worked at. That was the one that ultimately I went to. And I had great teachers there, great teachers in high school, hell, even great professors in college. But um, for the most part, yeah, I would say mom being that educator role and the thing is is that the funny thing about our family is that she was the only educator at the time yeah there was nobody that was an educator nobody worked at schools um now i have a cousin that's a professor um he's a professor at san diego state cool um, which is pretty dope and then my other cousin on my mom's side she's uh she's like a registrar like Mm -hmm. a peems person yes in uh, west texas but um, from that, you know, nobody was an educator in my family. So it really, it really started with my mom and then it started with my middle school science teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Ford. She was like the best science teacher. What made her so great? Did you get to blow stuff up or what? No, we didn't, we didn't get to do that. Okay. It was unfortunate. But I don't know. She was one of those teachers that cared, that listened, that understood her kids, that was there for them no matter what. And the way she spoke to us and the way she taught and just the person she was, like, it really inspired me. And I remember pulling her aside one day. We were watching some Bill Nye video. And I remember just saying, you know what? You're the reason why if I were to become a teacher, I would I want to be like you. Like, you're the reason you're one of the reasons why I would become a teacher. And of course, her heart just melted, and yeah. she started like tearing up, and, and we had that moment. And yeah, and, and then there's probably a plaque somewhere yeah, about me and only me that told her that. I remember what Marco said to me. Yeah, it kept it. It made me come back the next day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But even though I told her that, I really I put it on the back burner until college. You know, like when I was after high school, I went to ACC. And then ultimately transferred to Texas State, and I had the idea of becoming a music journalist. But at the same time, um, you know, putting yourself through school, working forty hours a week, you know, you're missing out on those internships where it kind of all that media experience that you should have, I wasn't able to get because I was working. I had to put myself through school. Like I had no time for an unpaid internship. I had car payments. I had groceries to get. I had, you know, I had to help with rent and stuff like that. And so for me, it was like, you know. I didn't, I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but at the same time, like I just, you know, I just, I was like, okay, whatever. I just put it, it was just in my back pocket. But, um, when I went to school, like I had no, again, like I had no intention of becoming a teacher. Like my degree was journalism and mass communication and psychology. So what, what changed? What got you there? So... What got me there was at the end of my junior year, towards the, the middle of my junior year, going into spring semester, I was a server, and I was a server at Pluckers. Great food, great people. But, um, you know, when I was at Pluckers, I wanted to do more, and I had opportunities, but then the, the one opportunity I really wanted to do was become a bartender. 
Like just something about a bartender was super fun. So like you could counsel people, counsel people, right. make more money. Yes. More of a, it was a more of a leadership role that I wanted. I felt like I earned it. And so they kind of told me like, Hey, if you want to do this, you need to, uh, well, you can, but we won't consider it unless you ace your, like I had to do a, I had to take the bar. I want to say the bar exam, but it wasn't the bar exam. It was just like how to make a, you know, a shitty sugary drink and how many ounces are in this and what kind of stuff we had. And so I took it and they said, you have to pat like not only pass, but like perfect score and then we'll consider it. And I was like, challenge accepted. And I made a hundred. And instead of putting me through like the bartending school that they had or just the bartending training, they were like, you know what? Now's not the right time. Your school, like you going to school is kind of, is going to impact your hours. So it's just better off if you stay as a server. And that right there crushed me and yeah. completely fractured anything I wanted to do with that company. So I still work for them. I still love them. I love their food. But at that time, when you're 20, you're going on 21, you're like, you know what? I need something better. And then I thought about, you know, there's nothing else I can do. I missed out on these internships. So might as well become a sub, you know, yeah. go subbing. But I think right that right there, that was the best decision I ever made because yeah. the fr- I remember the first job I had as a sub I, I was a history teacher for a day. Not like in general. Like I was just a history teacher history for a day. History teacher for a day. It sounds for like a, day. A, a show. Or yes. Like a history teacher for a, a day. Memoir. And that was like, that was my first time, you know, being in front of, being in front of a classroom, having kids, asking questions, assessing, starting conversations, stuff like that. And I just absolutely loved it. I remember when I graduated high school, my principal was like, you should be a teacher. Even though I just told this this teacher eighth, in my eighth grade year that I wanted to be a teacher, I had another person actually tell me I should be a teacher. But as an 18 year old, you're like, no, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, it I don't want to, I don't want to like not get paid enough and, right. and do deal with all that. But then it wasn't until I became a sub where I realized, you know what, this could work out for me. And then I remember my second job was actually at the middle school that I met you at. Yeah, and then your your life got even better. It got even better because I became (laughs) not only your colleague, but also your friend. Yes, Yes. absolutely, Marco. Yes, we became the best of friends, and I remember that that year was really cool. I was, uh, I did um, that first, that job at that school, I did uh, intervention, math intervention, but I remember it was like testing. So like the, the two of the three days, like I was just a warm body in the room. Like I was nice. just, I was just an extra set of hands. <laughs> but the last day I remember I was actually helping some kids out. And um, the principal that told me I should be a teacher in high school was actually the principal, the head principal at that school. Yeah. And once she found out that I was subbing for her, she was like, we need you back here. With such, like, it was crazy, like. She hasn't seen me in almost, you know, at that point, like three, four years. Yeah. And was like, you know what? No, we need you. We need you to stay here. We need you to figure out something. So I remember at the end of that third day, I get a call saying, hey, you know, we want to meet with you. Can we talk about maybe utilizing you as a sub, but for the rest of the semester help with math? And I was like, sure. And by now I'm like, holy shit. I quit my 40 hour a week job thinking that. I wasn't going to get paid the amount of money I was making to now 
making, if not the same, but more money as a sub. And so I was like, this is working out. But then you forget that, you know, school has a, the ends and then there's a summer. Yes. And if you're a sub, you don't work during the summer. No, you don't. Not usually. Um, so then I had to pick up some odd jobs here and there. But at the end, it was pretty cool because she was like, hey, why don't you, if you're, if you're up for it, you know, my senior year of college, I was still going to school. I was doing summer classes. So it worked out, you know, if I wanted to, um, if there was a job open, you know, to apply for it. So fast forward through the summer, I get offered the there's the job opens it's the same job I had but this time it's for the full year um and so I'm like hell yeah I'll, I'll interview I applied I interviewed got the job um and then I was with uh who's also one of my very good friends now I was a I was I did the same thing I did before and I focused on eighth grade math and then I remember coming back from winter break she pulled me as uh, my principal the principal pulled me aside and was like you should be a teacher. So now this is the th- not only did I speak it into existence as an eighth grader. Right. She told me this when I graduated high school. She told you. Now she's telling me again as an adult. End of my towards the end of my senior year of college, you should be a teacher. And I said before, I was a mass comm journalism major, you know, I didn't I didn't go to school to be a teacher. Right. I didn't do anything prior. I didn't have any student teaching experience, anything like that. I literally subbed for her. She liked, she she wanted me. She thought I was a good fit for the kids. I subbed for her as a tutor for the rest of the semester. She loved that. She wanted me back. If I was interested, I was. I got hired. I did the job. And now she's telling me, hey, you should be a teacher. Without a doubt, that moment right there changed my life. Right. The, so you think that was the final thing you needed that was the to final thing because yeah because before I was like Ugh, I don't know you know wishy-washy about it but it wasn't until she said with conviction you should be a teacher and that's when I was like hell yeah I'll be a teacher are you gonna hire me and she's like I can't <laughs> legally say that like yeah there's a process you're not yeah. even certified yet right there's you, some steps like you're not even graduated through. yet Marco <laughs> this is just something to get you like I'm just saying it, you know, just to help you, not but the way she said it. And so I was like, all right. So I was able to get into Texas Teachers, which is a great program for anybody who's looking at alternative certification. I graduated college. Um I did my alternative certification. I did all the things I needed to. Um but unfortunately that principal that told me that I should be a teacher, she didn't finish the school year with us. And so I think out of just professional courtesy, um I was eligible for hire, but since I, I guess since I didn't have any experience, like they passed me up on the math job because yeah. the math position opened. Sadly. Sadly. And then a new principal got hired and um, I interviewed for another position with him, but it was like yearbook and like athletic coaching, but I didn't get that. And I was like, I'm a zero year teacher. Like no one's going to hire me. It's a title one school. They want experience. And it was funny because it took a person not moving in the area for me to get this job. Like they had offered the person yes. and then they realized, oh wait, I, I can't move. Yeah, pretty much like, hey, you're hired. Down. And she's like, yeah, cool. And then, wait, I can't move. Sorry, yeah. I have to decline. And so it was like at the last, the last part of the summer, like late July, I get a call from him 
and the cool thing I, that's what I love about teaching is you can interview right. for one job but if they find you <laughs> fitting another job as long as you have the interview alright I don't know if it works in other areas of Texas but all I'm saying is is that if you can get at least one interview so you're telling me there's a chance um, yeah it, she couldn't move he calls me up and was like hey man I got a job. Do you want it? I need to know in like the next 30 seconds. <laughs> and I remember I said yes. And I I was about to do an event. Um, I was about to do an event. I, I hosted. That's what I did during the summers. And I did in my free time. I hosted events. And right before I got the job, like right after I was going to my event and I was sobbing, just so overwhelmed Aww. and overjoyed. I don't share that often with people, but. I just remember I was crying uncontrolled because I was just so happy to become a teacher. Aww, and, um, yeah. And I remember that moment and it, it forever, it, it was just the best moment ever, ever. Um, until I got, until I got engaged, that's when everything changed. Yes. That's when, that's when those moments become, you know, second or third. Yeah. And when I said, when I got engaged, that's when yes. that became the best moment ever. But then, but yeah, I was, I got hired. I was seventh grade math. And and had one section of eighth grade math, and it was it was very it was ugh. we're gonna talk about first years later on. <laughs> oh God! But yeah. you know the first year was crazy. Um, new teaks that was when the new teaks happened, mm. the change. So algebra came down, and so all the kids didn't know anything about really it. They skipped almost two or three years in math. Good in times. between years it was good, good times time. not like math is one of those where you like build skills yeah previous skills no they they were like zero to 100 know. real quick and uh after a while doing that you know um i still love the craft enough but unfortunately you know i just there's difference of like i wouldn't say it was in a reconc irreconcilable differences if that's the word like with the divorce yeah i like syllables that like yeah it's more of a like you know like with Marvel movies if a director leaves there was creative differences <laughs> I like using that one instead um, just with the direction I wanted to go and utilize my degree um, I moved to this current campus I am now yeah. and not only was not only do I owe credit to that first middle school for giving me a chance for that principal for believing in me I owe it to this other campus who believed in me you know coming in and, and redoing their whole pretty much the whole curriculum with technology applications and giving me this leadership role and that's kind of how it kind of fell into my lap and now I'm in it cool. and now I'm in it forever and I even got my master's yeah. in education now I have an M uh, an uppercase M uppercase E because if I say I have an MED they think I'm a doc like yeah, I have my yeah, med yeah. degree no, no I have a master's of education so now I technically have a degree now in education that I'm going to use yay so I'm super excited. But yeah. that's kind of, that's my origin story. Nice. And now I have all my powers and I've been doing this for a long time and yes. I'm no longer a rookie teacher. Your powers only get stronger. And stronger and stronger, especially during the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> COVID. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Superman. I need the sun. But I remember, um, I remember sharing this with you earlier when we first started, we first started talking about the podcast and teaching but now your origin your origin story though your yours is different Kristen. like right because i i have a heroine story instead of a hero story oh the way you said <laughs> the way you pronounced that 
at first, like heroin, like female hero, not like the drugs yes, kids. No. Yeah, not no. a heroin. No drugs. We're not. Now, if that. if you overcame drug addiction like that, would that would be impressive? And yeah. Kudos to anybody dealing with that and, yeah. and coming overcoming that. Yeah. Not that my turned situation, dark though. very quick. <laughs> that was. Well, that you was, know when you're talking hero stuff. Yeah, heroin. There's things you have to deal with. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's your origin story? <laughs> How do you, how do you, I don't know how to segue from that. <laughs> you know? So what's your origin story now? No. Well, ours are different. Yeah, ours is right? different. And Because you, in, you in knew a in a few ways, but yeah. unlike me where it kind of fell into my lap, like you knew, knew very early on, right? Yeah. Well, I think part of it had to do with um, my, you know, when I, was, I had a friend across the street and we would play school because we were that kind of nerd. Children, yeah, you know. I Actually, I think a lot of children play school. I played and school stuff like that. You yeah. know, maybe it's not a nerd child thing. No, it's not. I'm just I am a nerd, so I just think everything that I do is probably. Yeah, but um, you are a nerd. <laughs> proudly, uh, she always would be the teacher, and I oh. had to be the student. Um, and so this might just be a uh, compensation, you know, situation where like, no, I'm the teacher now. Usually, that's how it works. Yeah. And, yeah. Like I, I finally have taken control of this. Yeah. And you're no longer in charge of me, six-year-old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have my life now. I'm an adult. No. <laughs> um, I, I maybe. Who knows? I just know that I knew things that I didn't want. Right. Right. Like I knew I did not want to work in an office type setting. No. Nothing wrong with that. Just not for me. Yeah. Um. I wanted something where it'd be different a lot, you know, not uh-huh. a lot of the same. Um, you know, I, I just, I knew a lot of things that I didn't want. So that kind of narrowed things down for me. And then I had a lot of experiences teaching as a teenager. Yep. Like I tutored other kids. Um, and I, at one point when I was uh, practicing martial arts, I was teaching Taekwondo. So cool. That was cool. It was fun. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's fun to like tell a bunch of people to like kick and yell. Yeah. And then they do it, and it's like I don't know. It's pretty. It is exciting and fun. Um. So I really, but it that's that wasn't necessarily the key part of the teaching that I enjoyed. Just beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to hey, do. You guys, all right, we're gonna spar. Like, gonna <laughs> all right, go for it. No gloves. Uh, eighth period. It's like eighth period. Oh um, god, last period of the day. Oh my gosh, or the lunch period, oh, right? Jeez. Oh jeez. Thank, thank, mm-hmm. thank God we got a duty free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so you taught. So you were in taekwondo. Anyway, uh, yeah. So teaching. Doing your thing. Teaching. I I loved those moments when like I helped someone figure something out. Yeah. You know, like I think I remember with taekwondo, someone. Uh, someone requested me to do a private lesson for their kid because the kid was like, couldn't figure this thing out. And then I explained it in a way where they, they understood it. And I was like, what? That's, you know, so much joy from that. You know, I didn't cry, but you know, I did, I did feel a lot of feelings in a positive way. Um, So I knew that that was a, a good direction for me. Yeah. Um, so then you went, 
so that obviously that was later on and then now you graduate now you're you're graduating high school yes you're going to college like me i didn't i didn't major in education so you right. you majored right you went in it well, because you were yeah so i chose my college because i knew i wanted to teach yep um so i and i knew also what i wanted to teach uh i always loved reading and writing always 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 happy reading yeah writing like if i could be a professional reader like not audiobooks but just oh that was just about to ask you that <laughs> just read to yourself just read to myself and somehow and, like, get paid for that i had to do you know that i would be they could work. happy with that yeah um but that would be the only thing where i was all by myself yeah paying for it but um so i went to um a place that where I could, at Trinity University, so I, I, did, I had a major in English and a minor in history. I tried to do a minor in music just because I was taking so many, like, music ensembles. And I was like, well, maybe, like, someday I'll do, Be like, like, a music a teacher. Oh. Music. Yeah. So I was, like, really, I, I love music and making music, too. Um, and, uh, but then I took music theory. and it was, That's hard. It was too much like math. Yeah, quarter <laughs> notes and which measures. Which, well, Excuse it's, me. It's more the like chords, like understanding literally the theory behind, you know. And I the can theory do of it. music and music yeah, theory. Yeah, we were learning the thing that the thing was said. Yeah. Um, I can do it, right? Like my right. brain can do it, but my brain is not happy doing it. No. And I was like, I have to do another one of these if I even want just a minor. Like, I and history is pretty close because. Reading, yeah, it's still reading, analyzing, it's writing. Yes, talking it's, about it's it, just, writing. It's it's reading and writing with a more specified purpose. Exactly, I think in some ways. Um, and I, there were some, oh, they're great history professors too at Trinity at that time. Yeah, I had some, um, I really had some good enjoyed, ones at ACC. Yeah, yeah, that I did. And then the what I liked is I also got some. So I didn't major in education, but we did have classes during undergraduate. Yeah. If we knew we were going into the Master of Arts and Teaching program, um, so you got you got your master's as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was nice because so I got some teaching perspective right. during undergrad, um, right. so that I had time to change my mind. You yeah. know, like because I think that's so important. Like you don't want to think, oh, teaching would be cool, and then you get on that side of it and you're like, Aah! no, you know, yeah, that's you good that you were other. able to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great program. Oh, awesome professors. Yeah. And uh, I was also really lucky in terms of my internship. Uh, I got to be at a, a magnet school that had like a lot of really learned. You know, got to experience dream school kind of yeah. things, uh, which you know is not everybody's situation. It's not, you can't do that in no. schools. You know, you can't. Um, but it was cool to experience some things of, you know, dreaming um, right. early on. And, and so then, in yeah. that time, in that time, did you know what level you wanted to be a teacher at? Cause I knew like, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I love middle school mm-hmm. and I didn't figure, I didn't know how much I love middle school. So did you, did you yeah. get that vibe too or? Well, yeah. So I, I knew I, I wanted kids who already knew how to read. Right. Ostensibly. Um, that. I so I could just talk about literature. 
Right. I, I will admit I was a bit of snob at that point in my life about yeah. reading and what to read. <laughs> I was very much like if it didn't have classic on it. Oh, uh, you're like, one of oh. those. Which is what? No, not anymore, Marco. I've okay. changed. Good. I've grown, okay? I have changed. And I think this is one reason I read so much young adult literature and uh, books that would not be on any, like, anybody's like, a hundred books to read before you die. Yeah. You know, like, that, it wouldn't necessarily be in those, like, you should read this. It's yeah. more like, no, dude, you should read this book. Yeah. Like, that tone. Um, so I, I'm making up for it. That's good. Now. Um, Proud of you. Yeah, but I knew I wanted secondary. Um, I love little kids, but they're kind of sticky um, sometimes and yeah, no. very, like, space. Yeah. You know, in your space, so... Uh, but yeah, and then I wanted to do high school again, you know, more literature. Um, right. And luckily that changed pretty quick, though, for me. So that was good. Um, and then it was funny. I had a friend who did the four through eight certification, but she only wanted to teach eighth grade. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, why would you do this and only teach eighth grade? And then um, I, I spent my first five years at high school level. Got right. a chance to do middle school and I was an open to middle school which was on my bucket list and that was the middle school that we met at and so it was a good decision yeah because then we wouldn't have for no other reason to meet you and then to start this podcast because then if you if you didn't open the school (laughs) and we didn't meet and all this other stuff it would have been some other person here maybe we wouldn't even have a podcast no I wouldn't not with that no exactly that's good Um, we'll keep you on for the next few episodes yeah thanks thanks Marco (laughs) Open up a middle school. We yeah. did. We did. I was there for a while with you. At least three or four of the years mm-hmm. that you were there. But how long were you there? You opened it and you Eight were there. Years. Yeah, there was Eight a few years. other teachers that that stayed for that yeah. long too after they opened it. Yes, it was. You know, it's it's hard because <clears throat> Title One campus, a um, lot of administration changes. You know, when you have a lot of that kind of change, it's also yeah. hard to, to hang on to creative teachers. differences. Creative differences, right? It it's a to, thing. But I, I dug in, man. Like, you stayed. You, you you were in I it to like, win it. I am gonna figure this out. Yeah. Because I, you know, I went from ninth. I taught ninth grade. And I was like, how different can eighth grade be from right? Grade? Spoiler alert. It's very different. It's yeah. <laughs> Like we were talking about it before, it was like seventh grade, like middle school in general. Uh-huh. Each grade level is its own yes. school. Sixth graders are on their own island. Seventh graders are on their own island. Eighth graders, they they, they have to be taught differently. I, te- so I talk to my sixth graders differently than I talk to my eighth graders for sure. Yes, as, as you should. Right. And and that's when I finally understood my friend. Who's yeah. Like, I, I just want eighth grade. Like, yeah. That's teach. That was not the right verb. <laughs> It happens. I teach eighth grade, um, and that's so that's that's the only grade I taught in middle school. Yeah. Um, but I did like, you know, have to cover classes. You know how that happens. That was like, the worst. Yeah. Sub doesn't show or whatever. Sub shortage. I hated. I I didn't like it when they thought we were a sub. It's like no, damn it. I teach here. <laughs> I'm a teacher of record. Yeah. This is my off period. That the yeah. one period i get where i don't have to have a meeting the one day and i have to come cover your class you treat me with some damn respect i couldn't say that though i'm just in a different hallway yes that's why you don't know me. you're gonna see me in two years or you're yeah. gonna see me next year 
uh, you know, or like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry that I'm not your teacher, but I teach the same content. Like I'm I literally, things. I know things. I know things. I drink and know things. That's what I, I try. I would try to I'm like, guys, I do know something. I don't know everything. Don't know everything. You know, walk but we that do know balance things. between like showing that you can learn and modeling that, but also no, I, I, there are things I do know. No, I do know some things. So creative differences happen. Yeah. And you moved back to high school? Yes. Well, I was, I don't know. I, the last few years I, I would put in the, what am I doing with my life? Like, I know uh, you're kind of feeling like you haven't looked back, right? You're like yeah. education all the way. Yeah. Now, um, now I'm in it to win it. Yeah. And I, I, last few years I've been in a, well, Every October and March, I kind of, like, a coping mechanism, what other mm-hmm. things could I do? Um, but the last few years have definitely been, like, this, the stress really got to yeah. me. Which is also one reason I teach yoga is because I needed something to help me right. manage that was not Xanax. You know, <laughs> like. Lower alcohol that we use. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Drinking okay. actually makes me anxious. So, <laughs> For you got anxiety. There's a reason why people don't drink. But teachers, they. I'm sorry. When you see us out at happy hour, you know we're gonna get turned. That's one of the things we do, and it's no. There's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. There is shame if you bring it to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Please, don't, please. don't. 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 Follow your laws. ethical codes. Yes. Don't do it before school. No. Don't do it during school. After school is fine. That's why it's called happy hour for a reason. <laughs> All right. So now you're you 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 yogied it up. Yes. You got out of your you got out of that funk. You did what was it? Was it fresh freshman English? I rem- we had this yeah, conversation grade, when you moved. Yeah, ninth grade. Um, right. So I've, I've taught ninth grade a bit. Tenth grade, never never above tenth. No. Um. Uh, so, you know, so. I feel like I'm all, a, a continuous origin story. That's something about teaching. I feel like constantly so remaking, yeah, yes, constantly remaking myself to. But that's good. That's what we should do. Yeah, because we always want to learn. Yeah, for yeah. Students and for the teachers that I serve. Um, and I, I w- I've been. I was at a point where I was like, I need, I need, uh, I need to do something different. And it, like, I wasn't in a bad. I was in a fabulous, actually, situation yeah. um, teaching-wise. Um, it was just I I needed to do something different, and I love instructional coaching. I've always loved working with teachers as mm-hmm. well as students. Like you know, people do this for different reasons. Um, I I love the teaching feeling of like helping someone understand something, and I I can get that with teachers as well as students. You know, and students are super fun too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where that's where I am. That's your that's your origin story. Sticking to it to the point, to the point where, you know, you're still learning. That's and that's the yeah. thing is like it was a trend. That's what I like about that's what I love about your story is that you had you had this idea of what you wanted, mm-hmm. and then you got it, and then it was like you know what I don't know, and then you 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 kept evolving and evolving and evolving, and then finally you started you landed this job, which I think you're gonna be really good at, even though you're only able to do it for like what four months, <laughs> three months before everything and, got shut down. And it, it's looked very different too from the first few yeah. months to the you know second half. Uh, yeah. But you know that's also it, it. It hasn't been boring. I've been able to 
you know, support serve and do, populations yep. in different ways in different ways that I can like mm-hmm. anything I can do to help yeah I, I am there but, and that's uh, good like I I don't think I could ever I, I I think I could be an instructional coach but then at the same time like I don't know I just the kids yeah you know, the kids that's that's the tough part but then at the same time like you gotta think about it like when you go into that kind of even as an instructional technology specialist where I'm kind of leaning towards maybe the next chapter of my life um, you're still making an impact on those kids absolutely which is which is what the most important thing is yeah so that's those are the that's the origin stories right those, how, how we've come to how be where we've we come are. to where we are how we've gotten yeah. the 20 years of experience some basics and our education and that's a little that's a little bit about us um, and speaking speaking on that you know you mentioned in your story in your origin story you know in October in March <laughs> maybe even the middle of the year right during winter break right. you're drinking your coffee you're all snuggled up and everything like I'm that I'm drinking my tea you're drinking your tea oh yeah you don't drink <sighs> sorry <laughs> I drink I drink coffee every now and then my fiance is the coffee drinker but you know there's that one thing that one job right, right. that we think we should have done what was that for you like in those times what was the one job that you yeah. think you should have done I don't know that I I ever had a specific thing in my mind, but I always felt there was something else like I could be doing. Um, And I honestly think like what I'm doing now is essentially that job. Like, you know, how, how can I help teachers with their, with their craft and, and, and support them? Um, Because I, I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I did I, in the last few years, especially like, what else can I do with an English degree? And like what I, you know, talking yeah. to my, my friends in like the technology game design companies. I'm like, you know, what, how, how do y'all use English? Yeah. Can that? I write a script? Like, what can I, can I, I can write things. I can explain <laughs> things really well. Um, do you want me to write like an instructional manual or what, what, what can I do? Um, but you know, whatever I consider, it, it's always some element of teaching because I think it, it does come back to wow. that, like helping other people understand stuff. I just really love that, you know. So like a train, I could probably be a trainer in a company or something yeah. like that. But and even I was like, can we get by financially if I only teach yoga? No. Um, the answer my husband said was no. Yeah, um, it's it's a pretty <laughs> strong no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because. I, 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 this may surprise you, Marco, but teaching yoga is very different from teaching um, 15-year-olds. No English. way. Yeah. No, I don't believe Yes. It is a very believe. different experience. You walk away from from those classes feeling very different at the yeah. end of the day. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it would have to be something teaching. Something with teaching. But how about you? Something along your mass communications route or I wish um you know it 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 was a it was a blessing and it was a curse to have to pay your way and not yeah. experience college as other people do I know that I had friends that went and spent four years and lived on campus and did all this other stuff um but for me you know it was it was a different it was a different situation it was a different setting and I'm not taking anything away from that I learned so much about myself and about what I can accomplish um, but, but, you know, it was one of those things where work, I had to work, you know, as well, yeah. you just have to work. 
and I missed out on a lot of internships and opportunities. So if if I if you if you're telling me in a perfect world where I you know I could have experienced and lived on campus and all that stuff, you know what? Yeah, maybe I could have been radio. Maybe I could have done something um, with my voice. You but, have a great voice. Thank you. Yeah. I did do things for uh, I did things for Pluckers when I was when I was in college. I did events for them and stuff like that. So I, I had I kind of. I, in a way, even though I, it wasn't like an internship or I wasn't, I, I still made money, but it was really fun. Like I was able to utilize, you know, just the things I learned, talking to people, stuff like that. So I probably would have been something like that, um, you know, if, if I didn't have to miss out on those opportunities. But in all honesty, it's either um, if there's a job that I think I would have done, it probably would have been ended up being in the service industry, either as a as a manager or even owning a restaurant, you know, I really enjoyed serving like in, in a sense, you know, I didn't have that student teaching experience, but honestly, like to me, teaching kids is this teaching classes is the same thing as serving tables. You know, each, each each class is a different table. Each class has different people at the table. Each class has different personalities. You know, at the end of the day, your tip is their knowledge, like how much they learn. Right. So are you going to get a really good tip? Are you going to get like a like a 15 percent tip or are you going to get like a 20 percent tip or even a 100 percent tip? And so for me, I utilized how how much you have to change on a dime when it comes to serving, especially have a large section. You know that right there. I related to teaching. I think that's why I'm I'm so I I can I'm, I'm, you know, thriving in it is because I, I, I approach it that way. Each each class is different. Each kid is different. But for me, probably it would have been that. I did think for a little bit when you when I was going through that creative differences differences phase, you told me like you should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> you and I think this is where this I'm utilizing yeah. what you said to this. But that's probably I probably own a restaurant. I told you that. Yeah, you told me that. I think I I gave a heartfelt, you know, end of the year. I always try yeah. to do that at the end of the school year. You know, I don't talk during faculty meetings and the, the last one I always try to, you know, get us pumped for the summer and get us ready to come back yeah. and hopefully not lose anybody to like software engineering or yoga or whatever. <laughs> but that happens. We lose teachers. Yeah. It happens, you know, and we're, we'd be, we'd be very ignorant and, you know, blind if we didn't say we're losing good teachers. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully this, and that's another thing I didn't say at the beginning, but that's another thing too, is this podcast. I hope you recognize the beauties of teaching and why you are a teacher and, you know, Overall, this should really help you, you know, keep at it and or just listen to us or just listen to us yammer about it all the time <laughs> or just listen to Marco's wonderful voice. Right. I'm trying Thank to you. make mine more palatable. I think it's good. I think it's good. So now we talked about the ways that we became teachers. What are right. some other ways that that you've seen people become teachers? Well, you know, I think we both had good experiences with teachers, but I've yeah. I've met people who became teachers because they had crappy teachers and yep. they did not want kids to experience that. Yeah. And I I always thought like that was that was an amazing reason. Like yeah. y- you turned your bad experience into, into a, a positive. positive for somebody exactly. else. Like I don't know. I just, I think I think getting to work with teachers and learn just an amazing chunk of the population of yeah. our world. Um, so I know I know that's one one reason I've heard or one kind of movement into it. 
And then another one is uh, I've learned I've heard that there's legacies like mm-hmm. you know like they have fratern like fraternities in college like oh the legacy, <laughs> like children of teachers, children sure. of administrators, yeah, yeah. children of counselors. You know, there's been family members like like I mentioned. Um, you know, I didn't have I just had my mom and of course I have like cousins and stuff that do that are in education. But you know I know that there's some teachers like my mom was a teacher, my dad was a teacher, and that's why I became a teacher. So that's yeah. why they became. And that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. I like to pick the brains of people who come to education, you know, almost opposite of that, from other careers. Yes. You know, and they, for whatever reason, they're like, I want to teach. Exactly. And uh, because, you know, my whole experience of job has been, um, you know, in education. I've had random, like, summer jobs, like, working for a realtor, you know, just like, you know. But, uh, so I don't know inside and out how things might work, you know? Right. One of the things our, 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 my district had offered is these externships they've started offering where you can go spend some time in the summer with a business and kind of like learn how they work and bother people while they're working and ask them questions and then think about like how you can apply that to the classroom and like that's. That's where I am, like, with my professional. I, I just want to do that because, like, I know English things. Not that I know everything. I'm not going to say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Always learning. But I know a lot of the English things, and I, but I don't know the career things. So I like to learn. Yeah. I like to learn from people who come from, to it from those places. Yeah, I remember I had a – my pre-cal teacher did that. Like, he was from South uh, South Texas, you know went to MIT mm-hmm. managed to do that became a mechanical engineer and then decided like after making six figures you know for how long he was he was like I'm gonna t- I want to be a high school math teacher and telling a bunch of kids that have never seen or even heard of that concept of money right. made us all say like what the <laughs> hell were you thinking yeah why? but now as a now as an educator you can see why you yes. can see you can you can validate why they would make that change because they just want to you know they want to do good Right. You know, they've been blessed. They just want to do the same. They want to reciprocate that. But also, um, it's cool because no matter what avenue people take, I think overall, the experiences, it doesn't just benefit the teachers. It benefits the students, right? Like right. overall, you know, when people go through the trials and tribulations of how they became a teacher, you know, with their origin stories, yes. right? Um, their heroin stories. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, you know, when they go through that, uh, ultimately at the end of the day, it's going to benefit the kids because the kids are, you know, a lot of the students, you know, we're going to talk, you know, I'll repeat it again at the end, but we're going to talk about equity and and things like that in a later, in the next podcast. But, you know, you have kids that have and have not, and you have a lot of kids with different experiences, different backgrounds to where like, if they see somebody that came from a similar situation as they did and saw that they made it, it's going to impact them even more. Right. Or, you know, the teach or the people that like, Hey, I, I, I didn't go to teaching automatically. I, I did my job first and then I came to teaching, you know, it'll teach those kids also that may have not taught, may have not thought about teaching. Think about it when, after they're done with their I guess their career of choice after they're done or, serving or, the or their first one, you know? So I think ultimately it's going to overall, yeah. it's going to benefit your kids. And if, if there's anything that I can say to that is 
tell your kids about your experiences. Right. You know? There might be some that you can't really talk about. Yeah, I mean the appro- the ones the ones that are school the setting and the, appropriate. the relationship, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. If you're teaching about you know the quadratic function, don't go off on some random tangent about you know uh, something, something happened in college. Random. You know, like make it at least <laughs> at least when you have that conversation, make it at least relatable because then they're gonna be yeah. like. This dude randomly talks about random shit. But I think there there is a place, you know, for relationship building and mm-hmm. time in a class where it's like our purpose now right. is just to learn about each other. Exactly. Like, you know, there, it, it doesn't necessarily have to tie back to some kind of academic standard. Um, nope. Because if you don't have that community, if you don't have that relationship... It's it's hard for yep. anybody to learn or have a good, or enjoy, you know. Yeah. It's I think it's there's there's a lot to be said for joy. And speaking of enjoy, dreams, dream school element. Like what? If you if you had like a choice. Uh huh. I agree going with this. Dreaming is good, right? Right. Um. If you this had is not some, during class. Something that you could choose as part of your a dream school what would it be working technology yes consistent just (laughs) there's some god awful oh my goodness the old things and there's things that i guess it's one thing if you don't have the money to buy new stuff but it's one thing when you don't have money and you just keep the old stuff there. Just like it's right. better off just to get rid of the old stuff. I know something's better than nothing, but if I have to spend hours of my time making sure that it's updated and or that uh, these function just functioning in general, yeah, it wastes a whole lot of class time. It wastes time, effort, energy. Working technology, dream school would be funded with working brand new spanking technology pieces. What about you? It sounds beautiful. Books, 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 more than books, everywhere books, all kinds of books, all the all the different kind of books. Um, yeah. Not just because that is a personal dream of mine, but also because we know if kids have access to books, they tend to read more. Yeah. If, and if they can find a book they like, they also tend to read more. Yep. And then if they like what if they're reading more and they like it, what they read, they they read better. Right. Yeah. They read more gooder. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's the the thing is that people don't realize, you know, yeah, technology is, it's, it's helping shape the, the new learners. But at the end of the day, like if the kids can't read, they can't, they pretty much can't do any of the other subjects. Reading is is so, in, is so fundamental in, in math and science and history that if they don't know how to read, then it's really you know it's 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 not good so i i would i applaud you for your dream school yeah. involving how much reading it is thanks that was good <laughs> that was a good conversation about our experience yeah that was a great Past, convo present and future exactly all in one you know and i and i can't help but think you know obviously the dream school element but you know like right now in the present yeah what keeps us there all these experiences that we talked right. about, all these people, what what is the one thing that you think keeps you in education? You know, I I want the world to be better, right? That's, we that's need one it. of my things. I want yep. the world to be better. Um, and the only thing I have control of, really, to make it better is me. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, having not had any other jobs necessarily, like, as, as educate, you know, uh, as a career, I can't imagine many other jobs forcing you to be better or face realities about yourself that then like teaching does yeah you know like if if i'm doing something that's not like a kid's gonna call me on it or i'm gonna reflect on that later and go oh no you know or a parent's gonna call me on it or you know which can also make it very stressful but it's I, i know that i am a way better human now than i was at the beginning of my education career um yeah and and i i love working obviously with all the people involved in education too yeah like it's it's a great group of humans whether from the kids to the to all the other adult you know roles yeah part of it but yeah that's good making me making me better making the world better that's good more better more better how about you read gooder the kids that's what keeps me in it yeah even though most of my white hairs have come while I've been teaching, <laughs> honestly, I think my kids, the kids, yeah. our students, um, you know, you're the, you're probably the one constant in their life, and you got to utilize that, and you got to be there for them. And I think that's what keeps me. It keeps me young. It keeps me. Uh, yes. Keeps me lit. <laughs> dab as a teacher, but. Um, I think uh, I think the kids is what was what keeps me what keeps me going, and yeah, making the world a better place one kid at a time, one period at a time, one subject at a time, one school at a time, one district at a time. So, um, but yeah, great talk, Kristen. Thanks, Margo. You too. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, other people might. Hopefully, yeah. We'll hopefully, see. we'll see. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in and uh, for teachers talking teaching. Um, please. Subscribe, share, like, rate, whatever whatever you need to do with our podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're at T3 underscore podcast. So at the letter T3 underscore podcast. Follow us. Message us. Um, if, you, if you want to talk about your experiences or having ideas with the podcast or want to maybe even want to join in on a conversation, um, we'll see what we can do. But follow us. Subscribe. And uh, tune in next week for our equity and how we responded to COVID-19. That's probably going to be a two-parter there. But again, I'm Marco. That's Kristen. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. This is Teachers Talking Teachers.